why isn't a computer conscious, you know, if it's able to you know, do all sorts of high-level processing, what is it about it that separates us from a machine when the brain right. is a machine, you know? I don't know. <laughs> um, here I am. I just want to understand things a little better. That's amazing to me. I never knew that. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Of course. <laughs> Certainly. Yes, this is the Wandering Wolf. I am Yoni Wolf, your host. And it is Wednesday morning. I am laying in bed right now. Now, I normally don't conduct these um, uh, intros from, from bed. I normally uh, get out in the world these days. That's my, my idea that, that, that this is... The Wandering Wolf. This is me traipsing around, uh, if not uh, globally, at least within my city. At least I'm, I'm taking a trip to the doctor as I did last week, or to the cemetery. Kind of two 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 sides of the same coin there, uh, or to you know wherever I might be going that day. This is not that. This is. Not a traveling bed, though in a way, astrologically it is. I'm sorry, astronomically. This is, I'm tired. That's right, I'm tired. Uh, speaking of astronomics, we talk a lot about this sort of stuff in this conversation that I had last night with Doug and Josiah and Liz. Um, we just sat around at Josiah and Liz's house in the, in the living room and shot the shit and this is the conversation that it turned into it got it got interesting it got very sciencey by several people who don't know too much about science I would say Doug knows the most he re, he has a degree in psychology and he reads these books about the human brain and things like that and, and I can't understand most of what he it, it was talking about and I think I probably said some very ignorant responses like uh you know to to what he said but he was very nice about it and uh you know said yeah yeah sort of and things like that so yeah but other than that my brother and I have watched a lot of a uh, lot of documentaries regarding the universe and astronomy and 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 some chemistry uh, uh, just other natural science things, physics things. He's watched more than me, as he as he uh, alludes to in this conversation. Why am I laying in bed? It's early too. I don't normally wake up this early. I went to bed at, at uh, three something, and it is nine, just after nine. Well, I know a lot of you burn the wick at both ends, and, do, and this is normal for you. But for me, I, I, I 
really try hard to get my eight hours uh, because it really makes a huge difference in my life and the way I feel in and my my gut health mainly that which is why I really am, am adamant about it because uh it I have Crohn's disease and it really makes a big difference with that but past few days I've been waking up early because uh I was in crunch time for this mixtape that I'm working on um which is a, it's a covers tape so I I covered a bunch of songs and am now for, over the last several years and I'm now collecting them into a tape. Yeah, so I started working on these songs, I guess, in 2008. And, you know, uh, um, they go up until, um, you know, just a few days ago when I recorded the last one. So, yeah, I'm very proud of it. Now, that said, since last night, I listened to it when I got home from my brother's house after this talk. And I think I'm going to have to go back in and remix things because the way that I mix them, and I don't want to get too technical here, I slammed a lot of stuff and got rid of a lot of low end that now I'm missing. I put it up against Divorcee, which is a project that I did with my friend Anna Stewart. And that came out in August on Joyful Noise. You can find that via Joyful Noise or wherever you you might find records. Um, I listened to up against the Divorcee and the Divorcee bumps. And this does not. This is good. I'm very proud of, of this mixtape. Very proud of it. I like it a lot. But it lacks some some low frequencies. So I think I'm going to have to go back into each song file. That's right. It's on a computer. They weren't recorded on a computer. Most most of the songs were recorded analog on cassette 8-tracks and on my quarter-inch 8-track. Um, so it has a very warm sound. You'll hear that. And very dirty very dirty, which I like for this project a lot, and I hope you do too. Very sloppy. Very sloppy, very dirty, but tight mixing. I kind of like the divorcee, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to go in and try to try to suss out how I can get some low end out of the, these motherfuckers. Oh, and then rebalance out and then remaster it, which I, I think I might try to bring it to someone to master it. I, I think I was out of my depths. It's one thing for me to master my last mixtape, which was beats, you know, and I, I was ta- using a lot of samples and stuff. Well, this is a lot of live playing stuff. It's it's just harder to, when things aren't as leveled out like that, it's harder to suck out the, the uh, you know, to get to get all that body in there. So I may take it to someone um, in the next day, but I got to have, I was supposed to have this thing turned in yesterday, but I spoke to the manufacturer and they, they seemed a little more mellow about things and they're going to be shut down for the whole rest of the week anyway, since it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Sean Coppola's birthday today. Happy birthday. This is where we do our shout outs. Uh, I, if you, you guys, you guys, 
the reason why I worked on this mixtape or what the target goal was, was to sell it on my upcoming solo tour that I'm doing with Astronautilus and Bluebird. Atlanta on the 16th. On the 17th, right? December, yeah, December 16th, Atlanta. December 17th, Pensacola. December 18th, Jacksonville. December 19th, Orlando. December 20th, Tampa. It's that simple. And then Cincinnati. That's right. First time me announcing this ever. But December 27th, right? Or is it December 28th? Fuck. I'll, you know what? I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I think it's the 20, it's either the 27th or the 28th. And it is, I think it's the 28th. I think, and it is at the Northside Tavern, free show, okay? Um, Yoni Wolf, Molly Sullivan is playing with me. And Northside Nick is DJing. It's going to be a big party, actually. Um, you know, all, all the homies will be home from, from out of town and stuff for the Christmas holidays. My sister will be here, uh, her boyfriend, Wayne. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real good time. Uh, a good night for a little party. I'll, I'll, I'll be emceeing that. All right, so that's all I really want to talk about on this on this intro. I, I think I think we should go into this conversation, and it's it's it, you know it, there's some we're, we're it's, there's some depth that we discuss, and we are all a little bit out of our league. Like I said, Doug knows more about this consciousness shit than than it, than we we know about the all the other science stuff. But uh, we talk about we talk we're self aware about it. Don't worry, we're self aware. But maybe this will drag a scientist into the conversation. If we can get, you know, if one of you is is Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse High's uh, nephew or something like that, if you, you know, you just let us know. We get him on here and he can sort us out, straighten us out on all these half-cocked ideas and theories. Uh, or, or a lesser scientist. Not to say they're lesser, but uh, lesser known. Let's say lesser known. All right. You guys, let's get into this conversation with Doug, Josiah, Liz, me, sitting around, talking. Right? No. All right, I am sitting here with Josiah and Doug and Liz. We'll come back, I think, in a bit. And with little Maxwell. Uh, who is not the sound that you might be hearing is him gnawing furiously on a little nub of a bone. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. All the right. bone is turning him bad. The bone is that he, he likes that people just hold the bone. But he's on new drugs and uh, is very active, even though he's a senior dog. It, uh, it increases his vitality, but. Yeah, it's a dark energy. Yeah, it gives him like a bone craze. A little golemish. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I don't know what I wanted to really talk about. We're just gonna get, get into something to see what we're what everybody's about these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just got off work. Yeah. And uh, at the uh, at the restaurant as a bartender now. Yeah. Uh, today I was serving. Serving. Yeah. Do you feel like that's getting in the way of your uh, otherwise creative life, etc.? Yeah, it gets in the way, of course. Certainly. 
Um, anytime I have anything else to do to distract. All right, Max. Enough. Enough. I'm sorry. Disgusting. I got bone all over my fingers now. Got bone hand. Do you, so are there steps that you're taking to get, you know, I know, you know, you, you, you talk about the month that you're going to take off mm-hmm. coming up. Are you excited about that? Yeah. Yeah. There was drama today. Apparently someone was stealing drinks really? from Some, the basement, dr- drinking a- out of the basement. At work? Yeah. So there was... Do they know who? They fa- they caught it. They found out. Who, who was it? Was. It was like... I mean, not to name names, but... I don't know. I mean... It was some, I mean somebody in the him. kitchen? Kind of new. Oyster shucker guy. Yeah. Okay. There this, you go, the guy... Man, there's this... Big... Red-faced... Old guy that comes in. Real bit... Real terrible guy. And, uh... <laughs> treats people very badly. But... Real typical, like evil guy from a movie or something okay like rich republican kind of guy he's a client <clears throat> yeah a guest I, I got into it with him once because he was treating me kind of badly and then he apologized or he didn't apologize to you he's like oh it's okay you know what did you get into it with him about he was he was just his friends came in he's like get my friends some drinks like hurry up he was just being real mean so you're like a rich entitled guy yeah rich entitled is I it- see but is it almost funny, like, when he comes in? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. He, he's like a character. Anyway, he, the reason I brought it up, he's got this, you know, he, like, knows the owner, and he'll go, and the owner doesn't, like, really like him, but he just knows who he is. So he'll, like, barge into the kitchen, like, drunk, drink, like, martinis, and, like, just go into the kitchen and yell, he always says, Mother Shucker. Like, where's the mother shucker? Oh, and my God. Like, Talking we'll about be, that owner. Yeah, I'm like, we'll be real busy. And he'll just, like, come into the kitchen like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Who is he? So th- he thinks he's being in, in yeah, daring. Yeah. And, and, and Derek, of course, is like, has to be kind of nice. Is he big time Cincinnati? Uh, or you don't really know? No, I don't know who he is, really. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. He won't hear this. Now, Derek might hear it. Derek's listening to some podcasts. That we've done. Well, hopefully he will. Hello, Derek. Yeah. Um, well, I just finished my mixtape, my new mixtape, and uh, that's what I've been doing. Is it dope? Yeah. This is not. This is not the dope tape. The dope tape was the. the uh, I think it had dope in the title. The April tape. Yeah. Old dope. So this this one is called. Um, this one is called Snow Jams. Snow Jams? <laughs> yeah. You know, these with these mixtapes, I think I don't think of them as um, like a proper album. You know, the proper albums, I, I'm all over the titles, and it's like, you know, everything right. has to mean something and be connected to everything, and like what, all the threads of meaning throughout the albums and connecting everything. These are more, um, you know, they're done more quickly and with less worry and thought. You know what I mean? So I just, and they're not, these are, it's a covers tape, so it's not my songs. So I can't really give a title to something. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not my songs. I mean, I could have picked like some lyric in one of the songs or, you know, something like that. But uh, I decided to just go with uh, some kind of general silly title. Cool. May I make a suggestion? Get rid of that title. <laughs> no, S N O hyphen jams. It's been done. It's already been done. Okay, well, it hasn't been done because 
No one's bought it yet. I mean, the covers don't. <laughs> right, right. Why do you say that, though? <laughs> like snow caps. That's what candy. I thought. That's what I thought. I'm right. But, then no, I, but it's like slow jams. That, right, exactly. It's a, it's a comment on slow jams. Mm-hmm. I, I withdraw my suggestion. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that's been my basically my, my uh, existence yeah. for the last several weeks. Now you feel good? I mean, you always tend to... It's a good time when you finish accomplish something. Yeah, oh yeah, project, sure, so. sure. I guess I feel good. I mean, it's not turned in yet, so I still feel like... You're dealing with all the logistical stuff. Yeah, the logistical stuff. I have to turn it into the manufacturer tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's all done, and I listened through this morning and, and uh, feel pretty good about it. You know, it's, it's, it's loosey-goosey. You know, I get into a uh, weird kind of... You know, Josiah came over and listened to it yesterday... And, uh, you know, listening to it with someone else there, I noticed how, uh, maybe maybe you pointed it out, just how, how how few of the songs I use a metronome or anything, you know, to keep a rhythm. Most of the songs I start with vocals and piano, you know what I mean? Or vocals and guitar on one of them or two of them. So everything stems from there. So in that way I get like the, the feeling you know, up front, but then I, then when I go in to add other instruments, percussive stuff and drums and, you know, they're all led by the, by the, that's already there. It's by the bed track. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice which is super loosey goosey, which is like 27 or something like yeah. that. So it's sometimes it's not nice. recorded most of my record. Yeah. But you try, it seems like you tried to keep it more on than I did. Or no, I try to get it. You're a drummer. Really yeah. just he tries and still it. can't. No, I try to get stuff yeah. off for mostly. I mean, only two of the songs. Had a click with it, yeah. Had some kind of loop, but no, I, I I try to have stuff move. Yeah, so it's that same that same yeah vein. I mean, it's, it's sloppy. It's very sloppy. Mm-hmm. But I I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I just know? spend more time following the ground tracks. So everything kind of moves yeah more together. But you know, yeah. I mean, some of mine move pretty together. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty chaotic. Yeah, you know? I like the arrangements though. Thank you. I mean, I like the sloppiness too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what this is. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what I got into with this. Mm-hmm. Is that slop style? And you know, the, my last tape was very different than that. The last tape was all, you know, loops and stuff, and and I was just did it all on the grid, mm-hmm. on, on Pro Tools, and and uh, you know, was doing dealing a lot with loops and and. And, and all that, but but yeah, this one is is uh, definitely there's no no grid except the one song has the close to me has has a, a loop that I followed mm-hmm. uh, some kind of drum thing that I looped played and then looped. And the last song did that have no, that's all that's loosey goosey. Hmm. I think yeah, I think that one is the only one that has that as far as I know. Anyway, that's what I've been up to and, uh, you know, obsessed with as I, as I do, mm-hmm. you know, working my long, long days on that. So it'll be nice to, to be, have a that's couple great. of days. Not, yeah, I just feel like I want to spend my life doing that. That's what I'm supposed to do. I got to get that room more better. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like... It looks pretty nice. No, it's nice. It's not bad. But more bad. But Liz, can you please... No, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, the, you know, but if that's my life, then, like, that room should be... It should be, like, entering the controls of a spaceship. Like, going in the door should be, like, 
coming into the control center of like something the ship of the imagination the ship of the imagination all the the controls are hidden away yeah I'm just saying everything should be like logisky yeah you know what I mean like and and super easy to access I mean I'm still constantly fumbling around rewiring shit behind the the console and you know what I mean like well, yeah, it looks nice, and you're, it's a process. It's you're a get, process. You're there. Yeah. Far from, far from that. It's a process. I just feel like that. I'm, 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 I'm pretty well served in that environment when it, when it's, when I'm going good. Mm-hmm. I feel like during doing this, I've been feeling at home in that process. Now that said, when I listen back with with the sub on, and I listen to it against Divorcee. I have virtually no low end on this covers thing, which is fine, which is fine because it's, that's the style. It's, you know, it's more mixed, maybe more like old stuff, um, 60s stuff or something like that. But yeah, Divorcee has tons of low end. I mean, it's also mastered by Johnny mm-hmm. Horesco, who who is a, a killer mastering engineer. So anyway, I don't want to just talk. Yeah. And talk and talk about my stuff. But, but yeah. Well, you know, I've been, uh, other than working and teaching, which I don't do that much, I've been wasting a lot of time just uh, watching different science videos and reading various things. I watched an interesting thing the other week. Quite, uh, you know, over my head. But a lot of math. Mm. It was this three... In a half hour documentary, even longer, almost four hours. Oh my god! And it was just, it kind of. I mean, I watched it in different parts. It's called the evolution of time. Is this on Netflix? No, it's just on YouTube. And so you're you've you've outgrown Netflix, and now you're going into the well. YouTube has the web of science videos. YouTube has the real shit science videos. I mean, you know, this stuff. But how do you weed them out through from the bad ones? No, they are, these are the bad ones. I mean, <laughs> this wasn't a good... This was like... I just watched it because I was so intrigued by this dude. It wasn't really a documentary as much as him putting the pieces together, like, in some mathematical way, like the guy in the pie or whatever, mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing how all this stuff fits. I don't know enough to even say, but, man, it seemed like this guy was onto something, of course. Um... So this was like basically the 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 what is that the the her, her, hermetico or whatever the, from a serious man his brother oh <laughs> the, yeah the mentaculous the yeah <laughs> kind of it was that heavy I mean the math yeah. involved was far far beyond me well but Does you seem legit I mean oh he was legit it must have had something no, no. to it if you watched it for fucking he four was hours legit I mean I'm just telling you start watching this you'd be like oh my god. And, but I can't I can only pick a few talking points to explain it that's how but was it about like the nature of time and space time yes like, stuff yeah see you always you tend towards yeah that, you know. I like that because that it explains something about the spiritual world in some weird way because it, or, or, or or points towards something beyond what we know I'll put it that way yeah yeah it does I mean this guy his whole thing was that things 
And the one reason why it intrigued me so much, because I already had this weird vision about the nature of things. And, and I thought... Can you be more specific about your yeah, vision? Yeah, so my vision was, I felt like, you know, you keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. As far as the particles go, you know, you get to the atom and the different parts of the atom and you know you just keep going down into the smaller particles and at some point when you get far enough in you go in and all of a sudden you're in the largest multi-universe at that point the smallest thing is the same as the largest thing right it's, it's the same exact those two things are like the same what do you mean the small? I mean, everything is the same on every level. That's what I would say. No. I wouldn't say that the specifically the smallest and the largest are the same. Is this my water? It's not mine. Yes, mine. You mean the nature of, like, you get down to a quark, this subatomic particles, and then it, then it just becomes... Then it becomes the whole universe. Then it becomes just, like, math or something, or probability or something. I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't make sense, but, but why? it's just what a is feeling. It's a feeling that I had. And then this, and this, all this guy was talking about, not, not about physical things. He didn't talk about it like that. But it made me think of that, the way he was talking about time and temperature and other things that related, all this stuff that relates. Okay. But why did that make you think of, the, what your, of your vision of, of smallness and the smallest and the biggest being the same. Because, I mean, he's saying when something gets... Temperature is a circle. Time is a circle. Like, you know, he's... I, I what mean temperature is a circle? When something is approaching absolute zero, and again, you you got to watch... Well, we talked about absolute zero, and any any of you scientists, people, you can write in um, to the Wandering Wolf podcast <laughs> at comment. I, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and correct us here. But... We talked about absolute zero being zero Kelvin being the temperature of the background radiation from the Big Bang. Is that right? No, that's, that's what you said. I, that's what I said. With, it's just, no, with it's no heat from any heat source or move, no movement. It's just zero energy. There's no, it's like... No, and no movement. No, and no, no movement, movement. No energy. Right. It's right. Like, it's, but you can never have that because there's always... Right. You know, dark energy. There's... Right. Well, they, they can only approach it. Yeah, they've never gotten right there. But it's theoretical. It's theoretical. Yeah, but you can get real close to it. I'm sorry. So, you, but but temperature is as 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 atoms approach absolute zero, they slow down. Once they slow down, they do this weird thing where they actually lose their form after they slow down enough, and parts. You know, so much of this is visual for me because they have a lot of. Diagrams and, and visual elements. Oh, oh. Um, the cat wants to get outside. We'll let her out. This is too heavy for this meal. Yeah. So, a lot of it's visual. So it's difficult for me to explain it because I, I don't know enough about it. It's just like, these are things that kind of struck me watching it. Yeah. Um, the Adams start to fall apart and they start to overlap each other and lose their identity and the, and but they're not forming compound as it approaches molecules at, or absolute zero they stretch out even more and at a certain point when they stretch out they start to cross each other 
But this is, I mean, at that point, absolute zero is is physical. This is something you're describing that sounds like you're going into a black hole or something. Tell you what the atoms do. Okay. And the atoms don't have their own identity after a while. Like, they don't know each other from what, you know, it's like they're all together in one. But how is there an atom there if it's absolute zero? Or is that what you're describing, basically? Is that the atoms cease to exist? They, they're, they're there, but yeah, they, they, they cease to maintain their their structure, their structure, their identity, right? Um, and becomes kind of like a soup, mm. um, which is a similar thing that happens when you get up to this highest temperature. You, you know, you have to watch it. I'm not going to sit here and try to explain something that I yeah. hardly understand, but. It was very interesting. Let's well, let's um, put a link up. David at the dentist. The guy's name is Gavin. <laughs> it's Gavin. Um, it's you know, it's like it's a plasma. Gavin. I mean, plasma is what happens plasma. in the sun, right? And that's yes, what super happens high. at very high temperatures. But it's similar thing, but this starts to happen at these super cold temperatures. And you know, again, watch it. Take take four hours out of your day. Watch something that's mostly going to be math that you do not understand <laughs> at all. I mean, most of the documentary was just different people in front of chalkboards, <laughs> like just writing shit down. <laughs> right. And then, Why did you keep watching? And him commenting on it, like, this is how we figure this out. And then right. and he's at the board doing his own math. But he's he's very articulate and, and good at explaining things in a way. He's very men- meticulous about it. He is. I mean, he's 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 good, and his the visuals are very good. The diagrams. And uh, the charts on three-dimensional time, and the way he explains why they're, you know, the, you know, the you saw the Higgs boson documentary, whatever. Yeah. Well, the one about the the collider, particle fever. Right. Whether whether basically deciding whether we're in a universe or it wasn't universe. About, yeah. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't talking about that, but th- there was some discrepancy between the numbers, how they fit together, and, and he was explaining why that was. Like, like he figured out this is why they're different because of three dimensional time and he why why the number they got was between what would no well the two numbers they got they didn't talk about this in the documentary okay they dumped it down a lot the two numbers were slightly different if that was dumbed down I don't know oh that was dumbed down yeah (laughs) Yeah. the two numbers were slightly different and they were inverted anyway I don't understand exactly but he explained why that was like they didn't understand it and he apparently understands it okay <laughs> comes across like he understands why they got the numbers they got he has a theory behind why yeah. and his theory fits the, you know it all fits together obviously he wants it to fit together it, whether it's proven fact or not what he's saying I can tell you that it's not because if what he's saying is proven uh, it's not I mean the nature of time is very much up, you know everyone has a different opinion of what what it actually is and I don't know I don't like the sound of this Gavin guy you should, you should watch this thing, man. Who's Gavin, the guy? He's drinking his Kool-Aid, I don't know, man. You, well, you know what? You should watch this thing. All right. This thing is impressive. And, and when they have these visuals going and they're the circle, and you're just, it takes you in. You're just looking yeah, at Yeah, anything the, Gavin says. The thing going around. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, and, and you know the way he describes time, the four hours that it takes <laughs> to watch the, the documentary actually is more like an hour and a half. So, But the circular nature of time, you exactly. just get it all back. Exactly. Yeah, 
I mean, it keep time. I think he might keep repeating stuff. He he was so he wasn't big picture. Like he, you know, that's what he kept wanting me to like. I kept wanting him to get to the point where he's gonna sum it up. Like, what does this all mean? Right. Like you know, like, he ain't no Neil deGrasse. Yeah, like Neil deGrasse or any of those guys. They try to really suck you in with the big picture. Right. And this guy was all about just these theories and these numbers and just like like is he talking about like time keeps repeating itself infinitely or that's why he didn't ever blow up because he didn't have no choruses yeah all verses it it was a bunch of verses so he got super obsessed with the concepts but really didn't have any desire to put it in the sort of I mean he was saying something by it he just it wasn't like he felt ju- like he had to. I don't know who he made this thing for, frankly. That's that's what I was wondering. Like, this is for his peers, his science peers. Like, you know, he was at some science conventions talking to people. And obviously a lot of the people he talked to and a lot of the people giving lectures were pretty high-end guys. You know. <laughs> Top guys. Top guys. Top of the line. You know, <laughs> he's in the scene, whatever yeah. that scene is. And... No, I mean, that scene blows me away. These guys are so smart. You saw, does part of you want to go back to school into physics? I don't know about physics, but yeah, part of me or wants to... Astro or whatever. Wants to learn more and, and, and kind of understand the stuff in, in a deeper way than I do. But, you know, a lot of it is math. And the language yeah. of math, I, I'm, I was okay at. It was one but, of my better subjects. But, but there's I, theoretical I stuff you can kind of understand, too. But not to do it for a living, I guess. No, I, I could never do that. These guys are fucking smart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I would wouldn't do it for a living. I would just, I just want to understand things a little better. Yeah, well, you could take, you could go to like, you know, some kind of night classes, astronomy classes, things like that. Yeah. Continue. I mean, a continue lot of it does, learning. A lot of it starts with math, and and you know, you're expected to be able to understand algebra immediately, you know, very complicated algebra, yeah. with just without having to even think about it the way, you know, these guys are talking. Yeah. And I, you know, it's been too long for me. Right. I did, I mean, I did algebra too. I never went to calculus or pre-calc, but... I did calculus and pre-calculus, but I forget almost all of it. Yeah. Or all of it, maybe, yeah. actually. I forget it too, <laughs> but I don't know. You can get it back. I, I could. I mean, I, I'm sure. Now they got scientific calculators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, is that what I want to do? Is, is get into math? Because I, I, I mean, that doesn't interest me as much as the big concepts. But on the other hand, but you can understand the, the big the, concepts be- much well, better. Math is where the truth lies, man. Right. That's, that's kind of that, true. That, that, that's like that's what's interesting that you never think about when you're a kid doing math. And you're like, how is this going to? This is not real life stuff. But it's actually more real life. It's, it's kind of the language of, of the universe, you know, more so than, than uh, math. You know, and then, our other languages are so in, in, indefinite, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, the math can lead you in the wrong direction, and then, you know, experiment will, will help. But if it adds up and it looks, and if it's all adding up, then chances are it's, it's right. You know? what, what I find fascinating um, is just how, and we've probably talked about this before, but. I always thought of, you know, like, oh, you can't fathom, you know, what's going on elsewhere in the universe, like across the universe, you know, there's like something that's just, you know, totally different than anything we can imagine. But that's not true. Everything abides by the same laws. You know what I mean? So the physical world that we see here, 
and you know our our even just our solar system whatever everything operates in in, in that same manner everything operates in in like just the same as a whirlpool or an eddy and and like circles and things spinning around each other yeah Every, everything operates in that same fashion so what should and, and, time operate like symmetry that time Shit. should operate well, like that this dude gavin man watch this that's what he's saying is that time yeah. operates in much in the same way that gravity Everything, or man. it's all the same or, or magnetism and all that shit mm-hmm. temperature time it's all, it's all a loop. temperature it's a loop man temperature loops he was talking about that for an hour interesting so uh, yeah I mean and I saw this this uh, something on tumblr today which was like uh, ice circles in water like in cold climates that aren't like too cold in in like bodies of water that are slow moving like a slow river you can get these like ice circles that form that are basically the same thing it's just you know the mm-hmm. the, the water flow at the surface freezes and then you can kind of see the, so it, it's just interesting to me about Do you think everything in, in the universe is everything pretty in similar the universe is pretty similar the way it operates mm-hmm. yeah i think everything operates very similarly yeah. But you would think maybe we could say that there could be life that's quite different from our life. Maybe, maybe, but I don't. I don't think they would develop in the same exact way that that you know, like, and evolve to be like humans like us. Because that's crazy to think that that could happen twice, right? But unless it's, everything's infinite, unless and unless every single element, infinite, and it's all the same elements in that on this so. on a, this other planet. What's his name? The team. Brian Green. Yeah, let's not have side talks. That's what Brian Green talks about. Who's Brian Green? Who's Brian Green? He's another physicist. Another physicist. He's saying that there's infinite realities of the. He's same. saying that we're having this same conversation. In a, okay, that's a look. That's it's not us. Beyond that's like beyond. Us. You know, that's of course that could be, but that's some next level shit. I'm just saying. But if life did arise on a different planet, it would evolve differently depending on everything. Yeah. The, depending on the environment in the planet, chance encounters like like meteors or or other things. You know, you're saying there would be similar mechanisms or ways of. Increasing complexity, and yeah, so it wouldn't be as vastly different as sometimes. Same laws say. of physics right. exist, yeah, it, it, but even laws of like evolution and a lot of that. I mean, a lot of things evolve to 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 coexist together, like a like a bee and a flower. Um, the question is, I mean, and this isn't we don't know the answer to this, but what does it take to make life? And we don't know that because we've never right. found life elsewhere. So if it's very specific, like it has to be a planet around our size with a sun around our size. Well, that's what they're looking for. Then life would be like similar to us. But if it could be a whole different kind of planet, a much larger planet with a bigger crazy sun, then life could be, you know, very different types of uh, materials, basically. They could breathe right. something else. Or they right. Well, they talk about that. Drink, you know, different kind yeah, of, you know, there's live in sub-freezing temperature. But that's mostly they talk about they, bacterial they, they talk about yeah yeah I mean and, and can you evolve from that I don't know maybe you could you know they talk about like in California they found a uh, like a lake that's that's m- mostly made out of like uh, ammonia or something like that um, things were thriving in yeah that was like you know teeming with some sort of life you know little s- single cell things mm-hmm. um, and you know they didn't I don't know if it was ammonia I can't remember but they didn't think 
that life could live. This was not is not H2O. You know what I mean? It was something else. So here we are. Well, this is like this is like the, the ignorant star talk. I like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think this is fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. Liz is raising her hand. Yes, Liz. Um, you gotta speak just, up, though. I just wanted to say something, uh, sort of in connection to you you commenting that things in the universe are all kind of similar in the way they function, the circular type thing. Um, I just read an interesting article about another subject you guys were talking about recently, which is why does the sky look blue? Right. Um, and the article I read was actually about people with green eyes, which I happen to have, and both my parents have them, and the exact same reason why my eyes are green is why the sky looks blue. It's an optical illusion, and it's called rally scattering. And it only has to do with green eyes, not other colors. Why is that? My eyes are not actually green. It's an optical illusion. They're actually, what, clear or something? No, no. There's no green melanin, no green pigment in eye color. It's the only color that doesn't exist. It's only because of the way light reacts with the yellow and very minimal amounts, if any, brown or black melanin. So it's totally, it's awesome. I was like, that, that, that's amazing to me. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. But it's the exact same effect that, that light has on air. How so? Because there's not... That I haven't looked deeper into. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to do so, though, now that it's actually personal. So you're saying that your eyes are really... The pigmentation is really what's the how does it the dominant melanin is yellow is yellow uh huh for me anyway it's different in different yellow eyes but it's the absence or very very minimal levels of I think it's black melanin which is what makes up all other eye colors okay like what about blue eyes blue eyes are I actually that that would be more yellow probably too. They didn't really talk that much about blue eyes. It mostly talked about brown, and that green eyes are the rarest hmm. color. It's like some reptilian shit, yellow eyes. eyes. Yeah, my eyes are yellow in the center. Okay. And that's why the green eyes change color Right. on a person, and I, which I've always been told my eyes do that, and I just thought, I don't know why. It, I never knew why it did that. Right. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, I noticed okay. it. Um, Depending on like what what you're wearing or the environment yeah, that you're in, the environment, the huh. temperature of like right. just the air around you, the colors that you personally wear. Um, yeah, I just found that really interesting. What would be the evolutional purpose? It's just it's really just the melanin thing. I don't know. It's the same as pigmentation of the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it goes across all races. I mean, it's more common in Eastern European or European descent. Okay. Um, but it can happen in any... So, and it's not just one gene. That's the other thing is they're realizing it used to be they thought one gene determined eye color. But it's more like 15 or 16 different genes okay. in a person. That um, all work together. Very yeah, so even if one of your parents has green eyes, you're still, the likelihood of 
having them yourself is really rare. It's not like when we... I remember when we were in biology in ninth grade or whatever, and it was like, if your parents have, you know, like, blue eyes are the recessive eyes, Mm -hmm. and brown eyes are the dominant, and... You know, you have to have one grandparent has to have blue eyes, and then you could possibly have blue eyes. It's not that simple anymore. I don't think so, no. I mean, if there's 15 or 16 genes that determine your eye color, there's a lot of other factors. It's like red hair or or whatever is recessive in some, I think, or, you know, there's other things like that. Mm. Anyway, that's something I learned recently, and it was very exciting to me. (laughs) Yeah. And the, just the, also the fact that the iris is, looks like a small universe. I mean, it really does. Right. That's why at the beginning of Cosmos, they do that thing with right. the eye, and yeah. then it turns into a volcano. Yeah. Volcano, and so then a galaxy. That's the other thing. Well, that's what I'm Rally saying, though. scattering is the same thing that goes on in my eyes. This is in the sky. But then also just the universe having that, the gas, gaseous clouds look mm-hmm. so much like and like the, where color. stars form in, in galaxies yeah, or whatever yeah. like the, the yeah the colors aren't as extreme unfortunately in your eyes but mm-hmm. anyway that's my piece yeah it's good it's what good. about you Doug what's got you going science wise <sighs> well you read this book I did um you know it was dealing with basically the question of consciousness, why we have internal experiences. If you think about a computer that's really smart, you assume that it does not have an inner life. Um, And it was just suggesting that um, it's just information instead of like an experience that comes from neurons firing or things happening in your brain, something that accompanies that. It actually is information, and it's a model of attention, basically. Your brain's attentional process, which on a, on a level of the brain is just, um, you know, competing with some information, but sometimes something becomes more active, like if you're focusing on... Uh, something or you can decide to think about something but those parts of your brain are you know processing more information and firing yeah right electrons or or whatever you call it yeah just activity activity yeah now how do you explain would you say those types of things you're actually focusing on because those are in your conscious side right there's something about it exactly just like you say it's in the front of your existence right yeah, all the other your awareness. Kind of right. It's stuff. in the it's in the front of your awareness, but I mean, attention on a on a brain level and consciousness or awareness are not exactly the same thing, but they're they're pretty related. Like you know, when you're focused on focusing on the sky, you know, you're like, oh, it's blue. I can say all these things about it, but I'm also it has an intangible sort of experience experiential part of it that's not just like I don't know hard information careful tapping because of the yes you know you, you mean that you know this is the sky and what it means to you in addition to be able to say like yeah it's blue it's you know hazy out you have a, an experience of it too that's like very private and very internal and very non-physical seeming 
it seems like your um, or emotions. If you it think can about, make you happy if the sky is blue. <laughs> well, I mean, if you yeah, or if you think about what is a thought or what is an emotion, it doesn't seem to be like uh, just you know data. It seems like there's a a raw qualitative thing something, about it. Something deeper, right? Yeah, something you know. Uh, everything is attached to. Okay. Well, everything is attached to everything else in your brain. But everything is attached to an emotion or a, a an, an experience, maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, everything's so interconnected. But it, um, you know, why why is it that if you um, yeah, you know, why isn't a computer conscious? You know, if it's able to you know, do all sorts of high-level processing, what is it about it that separates us from a machine when the brain right. is a machine, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's... So what is, yeah, what is consciousness? Yeah, essentially. Is what you're saying. That's, that's, Maybe you said that. That was the first thing you said, I think. It is, but that could be, you know, consciousness has many meanings, but yeah. it just means in the most raw... What do you think it is that separates us from, from the computers? I don't know. To me, I think it has to do with the brain's ability to represent and make models of its own processes in a very loop-based way. Like, you can think about your thoughts or your emotions, and you can think about thinking about them, you know, in, in a way that creates a sort of loop that's sort of a, a feedback loop. Can't they make a computer do that? I mean, not in the same yet. way. I mean, presumably, no. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of scientists think that it won't be long before that's the case. I, I'm and then more, you have more skeptical. free-thinking robots and whatever. Yeah. I've seen those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, um, or just robots that have sort of consciousness. Free or, will. Or inner experience. Inner, yeah. Right. And, and you know... Yeah, what we would call free will, I guess, too. But you're skeptical about whether that's possible or not. Right. But you wouldn't say it's impossible, and you just... No, no. You're just not sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's what's, impossible. Yeah, so what's the ingredient? I mean, what what is it within us that... <sighs> right, do I got... Uh, yeah, hopefully... I well, think about well it. I mean, for one thing, we came about differently. Right, right. Over, yeah. We weren't designed by. We came from organic cells and evolved over time. But I mean, these computers come out of the earth as well. They're just put together by other life. Right, but they're not made of the same stuff. They don't undergo the forces of no thousands of years of evolution. You know. Um, which I think there's something about the way the brain evolved that, uh, that obviously Do you think we, having that became beneficial to have a sort of representation. And then, I don't know. Well, guy, life... Sorry to interrupt. Go on, finish what you're saying. I was going to say, the guy also thought that the same um, machinery, machinery in your brain that models other people's minds is the same, basically the same as what creates your own consciousness. Like, I have a representation of your thoughts and ideas in your inner life, even though I don't have a direct access to it. I can model your You can have an processes. idea of what I might be thinking you're saying? Right. I can I can make a model in my brain of of your inner state, of your consciousness, even okay. though I don't have access direct right. access to right. it. And I'm making a model of my own 
brain states all the time, and that is what consciousness is. Like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have a question, and Sai has something to say. I'm going to say this real fast. Sure. Do you think that we have, that, that there's something to the idea that we have some sort of inborn memory what why people think that uh, about you know reincarnation I, I don't tend to think in those terms but um maybe energy in some way like that okay fine but do you think that we have some internal um just inborn underlying instinctual kind of memory like that that all life on earth has from from the time from loop. generations before us That's the time loop the time loop, sure, but from the beginning of, of life forming, and even before that, do you think that we we hold that in us, and that's maybe the difference in terms of memory in the brain? I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't mean memory in the way that we. But I mean, we're made of cells, and I mean, in something a, I mean, a cellular understanding. Yeah. Something that's not even necessarily brain driven. But maybe cell, maybe just each cell. Yeah, maybe made, just, made from the same stuff, and there's, yeah, I mean, that's an abstract thought, but that's the way is. I think. Yeah. I like that that kind of thought. <laughs> I think about stuff like. But that what were you gonna ask? Um, I was just gonna say, you know, all the consciousness stuff is interesting, but aside from that, the, the difference. You're saying let's get back into astronomy. Well, you look at it. No, you could look at any Gavin. You could look at any life, and, and the thing that's unique about life. Is it's it's a need to grow and exist and and survive and uh, procreate even on the smallest forms, you know, and, and that's that's a drive that uh, that actually occupies you know more of our brain activity than we acknowledge. I sure. Think. But that, that's, I mean, computers don't have that at all. I mean, you could try to program them to survive, but it, it's, it's still not the same, right. I think. That, 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 that's a real... I think thing. you're right. That's yeah. a very big difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And I think that yeah. scientists and AI people, artificial intelligence, get excited by the... And brain scientists, the fact that we can start to sort of understand how the brain works and how the ways in which it processes information and it's similar to a computer and computers are obviously getting crazily technologically advanced yeah. and so they're like yeah it won't be long before we can model all these human states but but, yeah. you're, but you're right I mean, they're great at computing but I mean even look at an ant like we don't understand an ant it's, even though they're these little guys they have such strange lives and but they they have they're driven to do exactly what they're, they're doing to do some weird and they're shit, very organized yeah, yeah. and ants I mean it doesn't you know, even make you can make it make sense to think of them as an individuals exactly there's such like collective cells. creatures that like a yeah. one unit right each of them is like a cell yeah. yeah I mean they've made robots that, that are like insects that actually you know they, they don't want to get, you know they'll run away from you or whatever but it, it's it's different it, they're just programmed to have sensors that when you get near them you know the sensors back them off right you know but it's a different kind of thing huh I mean take Max for example please (laughs) no I'm just sorry 
Yeah. Max has so much to say about all this stuff. He just can't. Oh, he's all tuckered out. He's tuckered out. You know, we're all tuckered out. And what do we believe about things we read on the internet and then things that we hear from uh, reputable scientists and then let's talk about alien life, you know? What, whether whether that exists or the possibility of it. I mean, we got we gotten into that a little There's bit. Certainly, the possibility of it. I don't think anyone argues that. But you mean intelligent? I mean, what's intelligent? Well, I guess there are many people, and I'm, I don't sit in this camp, but who believe we've already been visited, and and who really believe right. I'm that, not there either, but I've had lots that, of conversations. You know, and, and there's interesting <laughs> evidences around, but any real scientist will say no that but then you do hear from some pretty reputable people that have some pretty interesting arguments regarding those things what do you believe how do you believe stuff you know there's too much information out there right some of it's obviously bad you just have a, I mean you have a feeling I guess feeling about what you know what what uh well, you have a, 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 a gut reaction based on conspiracy, conspiracy all the different well, theories that you, you know, hear, some different experiences. Documentaries. I mean, Gavin. Science is a collective enterprise, and it's like the accumulation of information over time by lots and lots of different sources. Yeah. We'd, so out, you, we'd out the bed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, sure. you draw commonalities from like, you know, climate change is, is a theory, evolution is a theory that like took years and years to sort of develop and grow and there are, you know, smart, I don't necessarily say reputable, but scientists who on each of those would argue right. against them. And sure. it's, it's less and less as it emerges over time that, um, you know, that those theories are actually onto something and helpful in explaining things and yeah so it's hard to take one you know source or one article and, and put too much credence into it but yeah sort of develop it over time by you know sort of general true no it is true what you're saying and obviously with those issues um there's definitely these two camps and a lot of it's political and religious and, and it's very complicated right in those people's beliefs and there, yeah there are smart people and people will try to frame it as like you know you know when Bill Nye debated that guy from the creation museum it was presented to people and like ham. well which can ham well you know it's this versus that you know who did better it's like like they're on equal footing in a way even for him to debate him yeah like creationism or evolution, you know, it, it pit them against each other in a way as if they were on the same, you know, right. playing field as far as, you know. Right. But to go back to, you know, inter, alien. Inter, alien life, interplanetary <laughs> life, like, I, I just feel like it, it seems, of course, if, if the universe is as large as we think it is, Many possibilities exist uh, that I, I would never say things are impossible, you know. But it seems improbable that life would develop 
to, to that point in the same way that it has here. And I mean, we haven't even gotten off our planet, but think about how insane, how insanely we've gotten off e- our planet. evolved. I, I'm, I'm sorry. We haven't barely, barely, right, right, right. how insane, how insanely, um, you know, advanced we are evolutionarily. Yeah. But obviously, it's all relative. But maybe, of course, maybe somewhere else has has gotten a lot further. Other places have had a lot more time. Yeah, I, I mean, I did read another interesting article about mm-hmm. about that. Go on, Douglas. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's hard to. I mean, the Earth obviously is ideal conditions for life, and but it's impossible to know how, given those conditions, how likely is it for life to form like is it a super fluke one in a universe kind of thing or right right um is there a natural sort of law that creates that wants exactly. to increase complexity there is, exactly yeah. it could be part it could be part of what naturally happens in places that have the correct environment for it, it yeah they, they don't know which yeah the thing I, i'll just briefly tell you really interesting you guys may already know about this stuff i don't know but it's it's the, the different possibilities with alien life, the three different types. You know, type one, you you master your 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 world and you, you gain all of its resources and learn how to use them, which we're pretty close. I think Carl Sagan said we're like eighty percent there. Or something. I mean, we use them in weird ways. I mean, we we use we still know how to use all the resources. We we use a lot of the shit, but we we know how misuse it sometimes. We but yes, we know it, how to we use, know we yeah. know how to use. Yeah, so a lot of shit. We haven't. Yeah, we're not like. It's really like a video game. If you think, oh, what can you use gold right. for? Oh, you know, well, you can use copper to transmit. You know, like, mm-hmm. isn't it like some role playing game shit? Yeah, it is like that. Or maybe those are like real life. Anyway, yeah. and uh, the type two is, is you you master the solar system and learn how to use its resources, mm. which is very mm. difficult to imagine. But it, there was some scenarios set up where this giant lead. This this shield was put around the solar system where we collected the sun's rays. It's crazy. Anyway, you can't even really imagine it. Then in Type Three, you master the entire galaxy, <coughs> which is also much crazier. Um, and the different possibilities for those things for what's actually out there. So, first of all. There are people who believe that there could be the type three and type two, but we just don't know it because they're so good at, at hiding themselves. Why would they want to hide themselves? Wouldn't they want to explore? Or, or not even? They're, they're just. Wouldn't that be the point of them harnessing? They're, they're beyond what we can even see. Like, like they, you know, we haven't gotten. They've gotten into different for example, dimensions this or is something. What I've thought of is, is you know, we haven't received radio signals, um, which is weird because if there was life out there, it, we would have. Got something. There, there's a. Par- Why would they use radio? Remember, there's a paradox. I can't remember what it's called, but there's some paradox. For because we haven't gotten radio signals yet, the chance of life being out there is so great. Given everything that we see. So the paradox is why haven't we gotten the radio signals? But why radio signals? Why wouldn't they use another form of communication, or why would they be communicating? You know, radio signals are. Universe, you know, it's not like just for us. Even if they had gotten past that and eventually don't use them anymore, just the fact that they ever would use them, we would still get those signals. 
Right, because they're still out there. They're still out there. So that's part of the evolution is, is that. I mean, like you said, there's, so you, you there's only so many elements in the universe, so that's one of them. Maybe this other life doesn't... You may, I mean, we're also <coughs> presuming that it's advanced in, this, in the way that we are and in a very similar way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, like, similar form of intelligence. You know, like there's the type of intelligence you know, that, that, that would get you off your planet. Explore the universe. Yeah, you kind of have to figure out what radio waves are, probably, at some point. You might be right. Um, yeah. So you know, the paradox is okay. Why haven't we found those? Um, you know, the, so the theory. Okay, well, maybe type three that's ruling the galaxy has kept. Car- Put compartments around it, you know, kind of put shields Shield around it so that the radio signals can't get through everywhere. You know, there's a, I mean, that actually, I just made that one. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they're saying, yeah, there could be reasons why we don't know they're out there. Right. Because right? they're, whatever. Um, some people believe type 2 and 3 can exist. People that believe 2 and 3 cannot exist, there are also different camps in that. Um, there's, a, there's this wall, I can't remember what it's called, but. The wall where, after that point, life has a real hard time evolving past that wall. And the question is, where is that wall? So, if the wall... Is it before us or after us? They don't know. Like, there's different theories. Like, maybe the wall... Then why do they think there's a wall? Because it's the only way to explain um, why we haven't... Why there isn't more life in the universe that we see. Because... There are more planets that are like just like ours than there are grains of sand in like the entire world. That's what they say. It's crazy. I mean, it's just like there should be way just in our solar system. I mean, it's just even in our galaxy. I'm sorry, just in our galaxy. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you know, even if you take all the ones that whatever, I I don't remember all the numbers, but there's there's a lot of they're staggering. I mean, it's like if life staggering statistics. If life can exist, and, and if if life you know, didn't just come from here and was brought here on a comet, or you know, they have these theories of how life gets around mm-hmm. the, the galaxy. Um, it should there should be more life around, and, and we we should have gotten a radio signal. So, but that, that's but kind of that, the, that, the, that's the, presuming that life has developed to that point where someone you know well, what the mean? question like, is okay. So there's this wall. So so maybe the wall is like even to make life at all or yeah. maybe the wall is I mean that's something you know, to me that's yeah nice. but like we just said before like it might be it might be something that naturally occurs in with the proper environment so right. you know what we haven't been to these places there may be single cell organisms you know right living in the water like sure so maybe the wall is like maybe the wall is there and we just sort of broke through the wall somehow yeah maybe the wall was us a lot of people believe the wall was con- consciousness, consciousness in, this, in the way that we have it. Yeah. Though other animals have consciousness, but in a different way. What's the difference between our consciousness, Doug? Good question. And, and say dogs or, or dolphins. Yeah. Or, or chimpanzees. Or elephants. Yeah. If, yeah I mean, if multiple things happen in different places, then that can't be a wall, which... Doesn't apply to humans, but it does apply to certain other. You're saying parts if, of evolution. If, if, if things evolve in different places on Earth, or right. I mean, in different if we've places. seen things that can happen more than once in different places, then that can't be the wall. So there's a lot. There's a lot of things that are ruled out. 
So there's so only- like if you have something isolated in Madagascar, some sort of ne- nectar feeding tiny little hummingbird, and a very similar thing develops in a very isolated place in another part of the world, say you know in the South Pacific, um, on an island, you're saying. That can't be it. Yeah, something like that. There's only a few possibilities for what we know that will can, that can be the wall. One of them is life existing at all, and another one is is us. And there's a f- couple others in there. And then the other possibilities are the wall is after us. The, the big fear is that the wall is right after us. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but I mean, of course, just like just like every generation thinks that that they're the generation that's going to see the end of the world. You know, probably every iteration of, right. of life thinks right. that they're the yeah. top of the line. Yeah. But th- but this wall is one of the theories of why we haven't because other civilizations have had millions and billions of more years to evolve than we have. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean look how far we've come in what how how long has life existed? Not that long. Millions of years, yeah, whatever, something. whatever it is. But, but I mean even look 4 billion years. Look how you know look how fast to, you know, technology and how fast we learn stuff too. I mean, that's what's crazy right. to me. It's like in our lifetimes, since we, you know, I mean, I mean, just the internet and communication and like everything is like, like everything is very, very exponential. And I think it's the same with organic life as well, right? It ramps up. It's got to ramp up. Everything ramps up. You know, this is part of the cyclical nature. I'm, I'm doing a, uh, a parabola. A parabola. It does, it does seem, it does feel that way in a lot of ways. So, yeah, because of those things, it's hard to explain why there isn't other life out there. So these are different explanations. That we know of. Yeah. But then other people think life has already been here. And the government is covering it up. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you know, that's weird to me. I feel like we would know about it. And why would they come once? Why would they come once and be like, once. oh, oh, you know, oh, let, let me show you about this pyramid right here. Hold up. All right. I got to go. And then they come back and, you know, but I mean, there is that question. It's like, why, why do all cultures have similar things that they develop? But I mean, you know, also there's the idea that humans are all, we have all common ancestors and we all develop in similar, similar ways and our brains work the same. So we, we kind of, even if, even same thing as I just said, you know, you could say about the, the bird, the nectar beak, same thing could be said about, you know, uh, Egyptians and Aztecs, you know what I mean? They're kind of isolated and they're both making these pyramid shaped things and, you know, but they have common ancestors and their, and their brains work similarly. And they're in a similar point of social evolution and, um, you know, cultural evolution and stuff like that. Yeah. And te- technological evolution. Yeah, it's, it seems like once humans were human and uh, started traveling around the world, making their way around, they, they kind of went in similar trajectories. Figured things out in similar times. Seems like everybody it. went from being hunter-gatherers to then figuring out about yeah, I mean, we still have cultures that live in hunter hunter gatherer ways here now yeah. on Earth, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Man, this has turned into a science show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it has. 
Pseudo pseudoscience? How do well, they do? I mean, we, we're not experts by any means, but I don't think this is pseudoscience. I think it's more just uh, our speculations. That's what I like to think of it as. But would Neil deGrasse be proud? That's the really sure, He would yeah. come in and school us on things, but I don't think that he would no, naysay he, our whole thing. Going he would on. admire our inquisitiveness. I don't know, yeah. It, I just wonder about why, where all this comes from. I mean, this this newfound interest. I mean, is it an age thing? I think to some degree, maybe. You get, oh, oh, yeah. Once, Could be. I mean, I've always kind of been interested. I just, it would kind of went to sleep for a while. But I, I've always enjoyed it. I just didn't. It was just subconscious. Even just sunlight, having this image of the sun all the time. I never thought about it, but then it was like, oh, I do like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a natural thing within us to to want to understand what's going on. But that's saying just personal. But I think, well, personally for us, even, I, you know, I think part of it is is uh, is age. I think getting to, I mean, you know, I've, I've been grappling, of course, with the idea of spirituality and all that stuff and my mortality and, you know, due to the illness and stuff. And, you know, it's made me really think a lot more about what I'm doing here and what I want. Um, and it's not too far off to then start thinking about, you know, yeah, what are we doing here? What really what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then Josiah told me to watch the Cosmos series, <laughs> and then I did. And then I mean, I think that the, t- snuck, you know, that the quest for, for the everything truth. else on the quest anyway. for the truth in reality is like something that everyone has, right? You want to know what's true, what's real, and you know, the only real answers you do have are are in science. You know, like concrete answers, you know, I think even though we're asking a lot of questions today that can't really be answered or whatever, but you know, what, what got me really interested into it was the stuff that, that is answered and the stuff that's been figured out over time mm-hmm. and the people that have kind of helped it along and, and uh, it's just, just amazing, you know, what we know. Yeah, absolutely. I could so, spend my life learning, you know, even just what there is that, yeah. that, that humans already know and be pretty satisfied in knowing all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. even even not really understanding what we don't understand still, which is way more than what we do understand. Yeah. And it's cool. What's cool, another thing, a lot of stuff is cool, but I, I like how on the large scale, you know, the, the planets and the solar system and the galaxies, um, we can... Those are very predictable things, and we know more about that stuff than we do on the small scale, as far as like predictability goes. Like, well, you can see it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it with easier. Yeah, and sure. Well, to an extent. I mean, obviously, it depends how far you want to go. Probably the same, actually. You know, we can we can see an atom. You know, and we can see a ga- our galaxy. Well, no, you're right. You can see it. I, I, but I, maybe it's the pace of how things move. But, you know, just the fact that we know when the next meteor is mm-hmm. going to be hitting us in 2028 or whatever. Right. But you're saying within within an atom, things get pretty weird. Oh, on that level, things are very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a mystery. And both things are cool. Like, the mystery is cool. But it's also really cool that we are able to land on a comet and we're able to track it down and, and the way that... We launched that ship and, and planned ahead of so many years just because we knew exactly where that comet was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's cool. it's satisfying that there's an order and a, and a yeah 
predictable way that things work, even on a crazy big yeah. large scale. It's not just a, you know. Yeah. It's not just chaos out there. It, yeah. Everything. <laughs> but only on the big large. That's the thing. Right. Like we can't predict the weather. Like the stuff happening here is much harder to predict than than that. Like earthquakes. Well, but because we're we because we're getting. Yeah, but that's that's minutia within you know what I'm yeah, saying. I suppose. Like we don't we don't try to predict the earthquakes or the or the or the um, we try the, the storms in in Jupiter. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's the bigger scale that seems yeah more predictable for some reason. Yeah, because there's always I think an element of chaos within any system. Just I mean, look at our gut flora. You know what I'm saying? Like. Something I always have to think about. Random, random. Yeah, I mean, that's, I have no, I mean, but like, if you look at my system, it looks the same as in any other human. And when I die, my skeleton, you know, you, you know, you won't know me from anyone else. But like, you know, but within that, there's like these weird, unique teeming things mm-hmm. that, that are chaotic, but, but, you know, sometimes simple on the surface means a complex structure under. So you think, you think weather is you know what I'm in, saying. in that same way? Yes, weather is very much that same way. This is the, the, the life of the planet. I mean, you know, that's like the, that's the, the flora of the planet and what keeps it living and what, what, um, what I, you know, I mean, it's not the flora of the planet, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's like the, the, the chaos element that probably yielded life in the first place, you know, some some sort of weather incident, you know, um, you know, electrical, you know, uh, lightning or you know something. Frankenstein. Something. I'm just saying that you know. Yeah, I think everything, you know, has has there there you know there 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 are concrete structures, but then any anything that has life. Um, you know, it's going to have some more complex shit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less predictable. And I mean, even even not life, you know, because other obviously Jupiter doesn't have life, but it's got some storms. But it's got some serious storms. A big red eyeball. Big red mm-hmm. eye. All right, that are we good? I mean, anything else we want to talk about? Anything else you guys? So Jupiter, we got Titan though, right? We got Titan. We got Io. Io. <laughs> Moons of wait, Titan's Saturn, Saturn, isn't it? Yeah. I love Jupiter, though. I believe so. Yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think <laughs> we're good. We good? Anything yeah. else? I mean, we didn't touch on Ferguson. That shit's fucked up. But, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. Whole nother discussion. This, this is a science talk, basically. Ferguson's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and we're already uh, pretty deep in here. So, I, I and I, it's about my bedtime. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Let's close up shop, you guys. Okay. Thank you for talking to me here um, and having our Science science Tuesday here yep. at the Wandering World. <sighs> Say bye to the people. thanks for peeping this episode of the wandering wolf uh yeah i'm back each and every week as you who listen know and uh, it's my pleasure to bring these to you Please, though, if you if you dig them, if they mean something to your life, if they enhance your your uh, your time on this planet here, your brief time that you have, donate a little a little cash, okay? Donate a little a little cash to to me. You can do that by going to PayPal 
and then entering the email address that you'd like to give money to, which is the wandering wolf podcast at gmail.com. It's, it's pretty simple. And I don't have a button and drag and drops and all these things, but um, we'll get there in time. I need, you know, I'm just not very good at that sort of thing. The websites and, and all these things. Maybe one of you can, can uh, sort me out on that. And you can hit me up at the Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on the interweb at Yoni Wolf pretty much everywhere. Um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, all these places. You can follow Yoni Wolf on Facebook. You can find my band, Y, on Facebook. We, we will have um, some new Y merch for the winter, and I will have some, some Yoni Wolf merch. So there, there's going to be uh, the, the, uh, new Wandering Wolf tees with an amazing design by my friend Andy Miller. It's a beautiful design, and I have posters for these upcoming shows that he designed as well with a similar design. Uh, stunned by how dope it is. The Y stuff, we will have sweatshirts, hoodies, and, and uh, T-shirts available as well. So, yeah, look out. Go, go to impactmerch.com, and, and you, can, you can search for Y merch, and you can search for um, the Wandering Wolf merch as well all right let's wrap this up i i i'm gonna get back into the studio it's early i you know part of me would say oh let's just go back to sleep but you know what i there's no fucking way i'm gonna fall back asleep okay so let's get back into the studio and uh, try to try to squeeze some lower frequencies out of these tracks that i already slammed to hell but i'm gonna have to get back in there and start ducking volumes and start taking limiters off of things because uh, that's probably the only way for me to squeeze that low end out. All right, y'all. Peace. Have a great week. And above all, as I always say, keep your shirt tucked in. Like that.